Hello and welcome to Money Markets and More with me, Dominic Frisby. Thank you very much for being one of the 4,000 subscribers to this substack. Today's piece is called Gold to 5,000. I like the sound of that. Here's how it could happen. Gold had an epic bull market in the noughties. I still remember the key numbers like it was yesterday. There was the low in 1999 at $250 an ounce, marked for all eternity by the Chancellor of the Exchequer, Gordon Brown, as he sold off two-thirds of British gold at the bottom of the market when there was no compelling need to sell. That low was retested in 2001 and we got a classic double bottom followed by eight years of bull market, which ended after a big wobble in 2006 in 2008 at 1000 and $30 an ounce. Then the global financial crisis came along, gold plummeted along with everything else. An unstoppable rebound lasting three more years followed. First the gold price broke out to new highs and on it marched until eventually it peaked with the Greek debt crisis at 19.20 an ounce. Then came the bear market, five brutal years of pain. It went all the way back to 1,040 an ounce. The period between uh, 2018 and 2020 saw gold rally again, heading north of $2,000 an ounce, albeit briefly. But here we are in 2023, and guess what? As I write, gold sits at 19.20 an ounce. The same price it was back in 2011. Markets remember prices. Will it pull back from here? Maybe. Probably. It's rallied $300 an ounce in barely two months. It's overbought. Neither silver nor the miners are leading. That's not usually a good sign. Charlie Morris says gold is trading above fair value. Charlie Morris is usually right. You can get cute and try and trade it, but no one knows what is going to happen. It's a precious metal and it's a market. If they can throw you, they will. But then again, Gold usually does well when trust in financial markets is low. I'd say that's the case now. Do you risk your position in the hope that you can get back in lower? What if it goes up instead? Or you can take the longer-term view, like the famed trader Old Partridge in Edwin Lefebvre's reminiscence of a stock operator who never wanted to lose his position in a bull market. A view since echoed by a memed typer. You can just hodl on. A memed typo, I should say. We must each make our own choices, learn from them and live with them. What happens to the gold price if everyone starts buying? Here's a nice little thought experiment. I've heard it before, but I'd forgotten it. And it was brought to my attention again by Winston Miles of Canadian investment house 8 Capital. There was a presentation by strategist Grant Williams in 2016 called What If? when he asked what would happen if pension funds, which currently have a 0.15% weighting to gold, increased that allocation. Miles decided to run that scenario in today's marketplace, and he says, according to the OECD's most recent data, global pension assets are $56 trillion. I could easily see pension funds getting up to 1% of their portfolio in precious metals on average, but let's be a bit more conservative and go with two-thirds of 1%, which is $373 billion. 
That amount of money could buy every single company that makes up the Philadelphia Gold and Silver Index, which would set them back a cool $297 billion. Then they could buy every share of GLD, even taking delivery of all that gold if they wanted, as it's all sitting in a vault somewhere. That would cost another $56 billion. Then, with the scraps left over, they could buy every share of the GDX, GDXJ, SIL and the SILJ. Those are the gold and silver mining ETFs. So Dominic Back, in short, there is a lot of money out there. On a relative basis, there isn't a lot of tradable gold and there aren't that many gold mining companies. A small shift in the narrative could send the gold and silver markets a long way higher. It's an environment, says Miles, where almost no major pensions have a portfolio manager focused on metals and mining. The infrastructure is totally gone. It's hard to add supply. The mines are old. It takes 10 plus years to build new ones. These are really long-time lead products. Projects. So me back. You can conduct the same thought experiments with oil, gas and coal. Very little allocation, largely because of ESG, and very little investment, leading to tight supply and long lead times. You can conduct the same experiments with Bitcoin. What happens to the Bitcoin price if it were to become a core mainstream portfolio holding? They all go a lot higher. You can't say the same about tech, the S&P 500 or government bonds. They are already owned. The narratives for gold, fossil fuels or Bitcoin may not change. But if they do, look out above. On this note, I've posted a chart in the article of the S&P 500 relative to gold since 2000. When the chart is rising, gold is rising relative to the stock market and vice versa. At 19.20 an ounce, gold is a lot cheaper today relative to the stock market than it was in 1920 back in 2011. It's a third of the price. To get back to those equivalent levels, assuming no change in the price of the S&P 500, gold would have to triple. I like the sound of $5,700 an ounce gold. And I've also posted a chart of gold miners relative to gold. And with the plethora of new ways that opened up to get exposure to gold uh, in the noughties, ETFs, online bullion dealers, CFDs, spread bets and all the rest of it, investors stopped bothering with miners. And who can blame them? Too much incompetence, too many frauds, too much political environmental risk and all the rest of it. Miners have been falling since 2003, but they stopped falling in 2015. And since then, they've gone sideways. They are, as the technicians say, building cores. I reckon the low is in. It came in 2015 and we retested it last year. What do you think? Post your comments below in the article. And if you're interested in gold miners, please consider becoming a paid subscriber. I cover gold mining extensively. If you're buying gold, my current recommended bullion dealer in the UK is the Pure Gold Company. Whether you're taking delivery or storing online, premiums are low, quality of service is high. You can deal with a human being. I have affiliation deals with them. That is all. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, Keep listening to the show. Lots of good new content coming. Make your number one resolution for 2023 to listen to Kisses on a Postcard. Goodbye.